0: Chapter 17, Social Media Strategies for Salon Owners. The biggest problem I see salon owners having with social media is their inability to convince or the unwillingness on the part of the hairstylist to cooperate by contributing to the growth of the salon's social media pages. I know firsthand just how frustrating it can be to get anybody else other than yourself to care as much as you do about the marketing and branding well-being of a salon. One thing I learned when I filled in for the salon manager is the harsh truth that nobody cares about the salon as much as the owner does, not even the employees who benefit from the salon being open. Your employees don't care as much as you do. At some point in our lives, we all realize that no one cares as much about us as they do about themselves. They may tell you they do, but they don't. A simple empathy exercise will help you internalize this simple truth, and you will be a better leader for it. When I'm asked, How do I convince the hairstylists who work under me to post on the salon social media pages? The answer is simple, you don't. But there is a cool mental hack that will free you of that anxiety and frustration. Instead of convincing, compromising, and even threatening your employees to care about your salon social media page as much as you do, do this instead. Encourage them to share their work to their own social media platforms as much as possible. This frees them from feeling as if they are letting you down or overwhelmed by posting to the salon page. Then, have whoever runs your social media accounts follow your own employees' accounts, screenshot their photos, and repost them on your salon social media pages with proper credits. With this simple mindset shift, you can now focus on how to take the photos that you shared on your Facebook and Instagram and run Facebook and or Instagram ads to grow your local clientele. It is your duty as the salon owner, as the business person trying to keep the business growing, to do everything in your power to market and advertise nonstop. Employees and booth renters only care about their own social media pages, and you can have to be okay with that. What you should not be okay with is leaving the marketing and branding up to your employees. This chapter isn't about cutting your employees slack. It's about giving yourself a break from the unnecessary and mundane conversations about social media with your employees. I'd much rather you focus that energy on the creative alternative I offer you because you know what? It's much easier for the hairstylist to be encouraged to share their work on their very own accounts than to create the expectation for them of having to carry the burden of creating content for your business. As much as I want your life to be easier, you also have to understand that your employees don't need the added workload of posting on your salon's social pages and their own pages. It's your salon, after all. I'm a huge fan of teamwork, and everyone has their own way of doing things on their own social profiles, but sometimes, discussions of teamwork can walk a fine line between good intent and peer pressure. This can lead to your employees feeling stressed and burnt out. I highly recommend that you take a couple of hours out of your day to share your staff's work or hire a social media marketing expert that can assist you on a daily basis. Just don't put the burden on your employees. Remember, all investments you make for the betterment of the salon are tax deductible. It's easier to run advertising campaigns and or hire professionals to help you share content so you can focus on serving your growing clientele. As the adage goes, you have to spend money to make money. Facebook and Instagram advertising are powerhouse of platforms when your marketing dollar will go far, especially when you craft and advertise the right offers and campaigns. How to find ideal employees through social media. Owners often ask me how to find the best possible employees or booth renters for their salons. To that question, I have a two part answer. First, as a business owner, you must realize that no employee will ever care about your own business as much as you do. It's just not going to happen not in the beauty industry not in the fitness industry not anywhere i know it sounds negative but it's easy to theoretically understand this concept without really letting it sink in the fastest way to get over this hang up is to you put yourself in the employee's shoes and ask yourself do i care about my workplace as much as my employer does actually you want to care more about your business than your employees do if employees cared as much as you did then it means that you have a broken business because you obviously don't care enough. If your employees are more driven and invested, you may wanna ask yourself why you were in business in the first place. And you better believe that employees who openly care about the business equally or more than their boss already ask themselves the same question. I came to this realization during my last few years working in a salon full-time when I was given the responsibility of indirectly managing the salon. I didn't know much about management, but once I got up to speed, I realized that my boss expected me to care more about his business than he did. It was just strange and wrong. Expecting your employees to care about your business as much as you do puts you in a vulnerable position to eventually be taking advantage of, lose employees, or worse, the business will shut down, as it happened at my salon. The unspoken rule of business is that leaders are always expected to take on the pressure, worries, and cares of the business in order for everyone to operate fruitfully. Your employees are your employees for a reason. They look up to you to be the most responsible one out of all of them. Don't place that burden on them. On the other hand, being an a-hole boss is just as bad as being a pushover. You can't have it both ways, but you can find the middle ground. Regardless of skill and talent level, you will always care more than your employees and you need to make sure that you know that. But that's no reason to be a jerk. If your employees had to care about your business as much as you think they should, plus they have to deal with an aggressive dismissive employer, they'd be better off running their own business. Know that you work for them. Here's a concept that might rub you the wrong way, but I assure you it will lower your stress levels once you fully accept it. You are not the boss of your employees they are the boss of you. You are the one that everything falls on 24-7. If your employee is an a-hole, it is your fault that you've allowed them to be without repercussions. So talk it out with them or get rid of them. When you remove the importance that society has placed on hierarchy and think about it logically, you realize that you need your employees, not the other way around. You are the only one who has the business, the responsibilities, and the bills to keep your business running. Your employees can up and leave at any moment, and they will if you are a weak leader, regardless of what your arrangements with them may be. You have to understand that nobody benefits from the rewards of your business like you do, which means your employees simply won't care as much. They will usually only do enough to get through each debt. They have yet to take the sort of risks that come with running a legal business like you did. It's good or bad, it's just the truth. I have been an employee, and even though I cared about my workplace, I can tell you I never cared about the salon as much as I care about hairstylist tribe, my baby that I imagine started and invested in. Most stylists haven't taken the risk of business ownership because they prefer less responsibility and stress. They prefer working under someone who can shelter them from the responsibilities of day-to-day business management and just want to have a place they can go every day without the added worries of being a business owner. People change, so change your game. Obviously, I am generalizing the dynamics of employer-employee relationships, but many salon owners have messaged me about this dilemma over the last few years, and in our discussions I have discovered what most of them have yet to understand this about their staff. What they did not understand is that in order to find quality staff, owners must subjugate their egos, step off their pedestals, and realize that employers will not come find you. You need to work hard to find them. There are a ton of salons out there, so you need to do everything in your power to ensure yours stands out. I see so many salon owners out there complaining about not being able to find the right staff for their salon. And in my head, I often ask myself when I see this, I wonder how hard they try. Thank goodness for social media. The past is the past and the future is unknown, but in our present we have these things called social media platforms, where you can find entire groups with tens of thousands of beauty professionals, many of whom are also always searching for a better workplace. Use these platforms. Join 30 Facebook hair groups if you have to and start scouring for new employees the same way colleges scout for athletes every single year. However, unlike those college scouts, you don't even have to travel. You have a smartphone that travels with you everywhere instead. Fortunately for you, there are hundreds of thousands of hair professionals that check their Facebook and Instagram an average of 30 times a day, so put in the research and work, and remember, it's only a matter of time. Control your business. Don't let it control you. Much like an independent hairstylist uses social media to find clients, you must use social media to find your ideal staff. In the same way that independent hairstylists showcase their work to future clientele, you have to showcase your salon, culture, and rules in the rest of the community. It sounds harsh, but sitting around and complaining that you live in a place where you can't find the right staff is disempowering to you personally. Regardless of whether it's true or not, you have only two choices. You can either find the right staff to come to you, or you can move your business to a place with a larger pool of hair professionals. As an example, Orange County, California has close to a thousand licensed hairstylists if you are passionate for the industry but the market for hairstylists or cosmetologists is non-existent where you live you either find a way to convince people to come to you or you take your business where the action is like california in our fast-paced world where employee turnover rate is under 18 months the only way you'll stay afloat is business is if you adapt once you're willing to do what it takes to be successful business owner then you're in a position to consider all of the options available, not just the ones that mean you get to stay where you're at. Money, money, money. You can't remain emotionally addicted to your salon owner status. It takes humility to do what's necessary to keep your business running, which is anything and everything. There are hundreds of ways to run your business, but the number one thing that never changes in our global economy is supply and demand. When there is a shortage of hairstylists, you either move to where most of them are or you play the cards you've been dealt. But what I want from you, more than anything, is to lower your stress and anxiety levels, which are usually the products of being overly romantic about how you run your business. Just face the situation for what it is. If your salon is in a rural area, the reason you have a shortage of staff is that most of them probably move to the closest city because that's where the job opportunities are. You really have to assess your salon situation and figure out why it is that you can't find staff. I will tell you right now, in 2017 as I'm writing this book, it's easier than ever to at least have conversations with hundreds if not thousands of potential staff members. I've done it, so can you, no matter where you are. On the flip side, if your salon is in a larger city, you have to devise a plan for attracting the right staff members, not only locally, but also nationally. Oftentimes, potential employees will have an easier time moving across the country if your salon is in a major city. Take advantage of your big city salon location and keep on searching for the right staff members. People go where money flows. It is only from a place of absolute truth when you are fully and openly honest with yourself that you'll make the best decision possible. If Chris McMillan's salon in Beverly Hills was Chris McMillan's salon in Rosenberg, Oregon, He wouldn't be the Chris McMillan doing Jennifer Aniston's hair. I have nothing against Oregon, by the way. I love Rosenberg. I'm not saying that everyone needs to open a salon in Beverly Hills. Remember, supply and demand. But if you are truthful with yourself and honest about what you're willing to do and not do, you will have less stress running your business. Having said that, whatever town, city or village your salon may be in, everything is finite which means that there is only so much available in terms of humans you can employ and clients you can attract. That's called human capital. I am not suggesting that you uproot your family, but what I am suggesting is that you have to consider what your local community can support when you are setting goals and expectations for your business. Consider doing everything you can. There are many owners who are happy closing their businesses and working for someone else because they can at least say that they've tried i get it salon ownership is a great goal but it's certainly not for everyone however if you're considering closing shop, before you do so be sure that you have tried everything to make it work consider posting weekly job listings on 20 or so different hair groups for a year consider running facebook ads and placing them in front of the 1.3 million hair job titles in the us you never know how many thousands of stylists and cosmetologists may be willing to move across the country to work in your business it sounds cliche but you don't know until you try the hours you spend every day worrying about lack of staff can be spent productively in networking to find employees exactly like you would network to find clients the higher the risk one takes the larger the rewards become that's why people open businesses for the potential reward as a business owner however this means that everything falls on you before it falls apart That's why it's so hard when you own a salon and still work behind the chair. The whole point of running a business is to fully dedicate your time, energy, and resources to making the business work. This means you cannot be a full-time stylist and full-time salon owner. I have personally seen salon owners try to keep their role as hairstylists within their salon, and I have watched their salon fall apart as they were taking better care of their clients than their business and staff members. This is a concept that the infamous Tabitha Coffey has tried to instill in our professional minds. In her TV show a few years ago, Tabitha Salon Takeover, she would ask the salon owners who were still working behind the chair, why they didn't have a separate salon manager. Most owners replied, not that they were trying to save money, but that they thought they could do both. They thought they could take on more than they could handle. Obviously they couldn't or else they wouldn't have needed Tabitha's help. My soft spot. I have a soft spot for the entrepreneurially inclined hairstylist. I feel that if someone who cares about their financial well-being enough to start a business should have the best possible advice and strategies at their disposal. Just how owners you work for their employees, I work for you, the salon owner, in order to make sure that you have the right strategies available and the proper perspective so that you can continue to run and grow your business. If I didn't care, I wouldn't have written this book. Please consider my thoughts and advice on this matter. Don't take them lightly. Your business depends on it.